and to let them know that there's people here that loves them, that there's a God that's here that loves them, and get them to come back uh, to our services. So that's what it's all about. So remember that tonight at 7 o'clock. Be here faithful to God's house. And uh, next Sunday night, uh, we will be doing something a little bit different. Uh, <clears throat> we will be going over some of our mission trip that we were recently on. And uh, we have a, a presentation to present to you next Sunday night. And uh, so um, we'll be doing that. Uh, so remember that. It'll be good. I think it will be uh, very helpful. And I do appreciate this church's support to the foreign missions and to home missions this year. Thank you very much. And thank you for all that's been giving your offering, uh, paying your pledge. Remember, the year is drawing to a close so if you still owe in that area uh, please be given to missions remember write it on the on the envelope that you put it in that it's for missions and uh, thank you for giving to the Lord and uh, I tell you what there's a great work in Brazil today because of your help and your support and we do thank you for that so uh, looking forward to that that will be next Sunday night brother uh, Elliot will be preaching Sunday morning and uh, Wednesday night, so remember that. Then um, Tuesday morning, we will kick off the great cookie, our, our turkey cooking. And uh, so Tuesday morning at 4 o'clock, anybody that wants to be here, that's not 4 o'clock in the evening, that's a.m. Anyone that wants to be here to help, we would appreciate it. So we'll be cooking this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, so remember that, be selling your turkeys and uh, the money that we're able to raise for these, uh, with these turkeys, we'll be uh, putting up a sign in the front of the church. So uh, we need your help. So work extra hard to uh, sell more turkeys this year. I think last year we sold 600 turkeys, and uh, this year I'm looking to do 1,000. So we need everyone selling. Remember, don't forget to sell your five per uh, family. And uh, then I ask you to go a little beyond that and above that. So help us with that. Remember, uh, faithful men. Every Sunday morning at, at 9.30, the men gather over in the gym, and we have fellowship and coffee and orange juice and, and uh, donuts. And sometimes I even scramble some eggs and cook some bacon and some biscuits and all of that so you don't want to miss that faithful men at 9 30 and uh, then we have prayer before service and uh, I, I ask you for your prayer and your help that I could be the leader that God would have me to be so remember all of those announcements let's remember to pray for those who are sick not able to be in the house of God today ask God to heal them I would rather be in the house of God than any other place I know of today. Amen. The best hospital in the world don't even compare. <clears throat> Amen. But anywhere, anywhere in the world, I'd rather be in the house of God, loving and serving Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. Amen. Amen. Like that song that Brother Buck sang this morning. Amen. It's all in him. Amen. The fullness of the Godhead. It's all in Him. That's more than a lot of people know today. And I'm glad that I know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. He's not God Jr. 
but he is the Almighty. The Scripture said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. Lord bless you. If you'll stand for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning, Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 25, very very familiar passage of scripture and uh, I want to try to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning and uh, if you are a guest here today we want you to know that we're honored that you are here I want you just to enjoy and worship the Lord together with us today Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 25 I've already had strict orders. It's been a while since I preached, and I don't have to preach everything that I've been thinking about for the last month. Uh, that's difficult to do sometimes. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see that day approaching lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the lord you may be seated <clears throat> amen i thought i might as well let you go ahead and be seated <clears throat> didn't want to stop you in the process there half up and half down that kind of get uh, kind of rough on the knees but anyway here in hebrews the scripture says that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. The scripture makes reference to the fact that some were doing so. Some were uh, forsaking the assembling of themselves together. The scripture uh, commentaries dealing with the scripture said that it would seem that some of the Christians under uh, great persecution perhaps were forsaking the assembling of themselves together. If you look back in the book of Acts, you will find that the New Testament church, from the birth of the church, that they were gathered together and then they went from house to house. They had places of gathering where they would have church and they would have fellowship and they would have things in common. And so the adversary began to come against the church and it began to persecute the church. And so the Apostle Paul was writing and he was saying that we are not. I know times are difficult. I know times are hard. I know times are, are tough. And I know that people are persecuting us for gathering together. But don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't do like some people are doing and forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But he said we need to exhort one another. We need to help one another. We need to talk to one another. And uh, we need to encourage one another. What he was making reference to is no man is an island that he can stand alone. That is not God's will. That is not God's purpose. That is not God's plan for us in our life to stand by ourselves. 
the Scripture makes reference to the fact that how much more two can do than one can do. Amen. Even in the garden that God created, and uh, He made man, He formed man, and man was there by himself. God looked and He said, It's not good that man should be alone. Man needs a boss. Because he was going around and around and around in the garden and would never stop and ask for directions. So God made a woman. Mm. Praise God. Or some would say that God looked at man and he said, I can do better than this. <laughs> And so he made a woman. But anyway, after God made woman, things has never been the same. Now, that could be in a good sense. You don't have to think of that as in a bad sense, but <clears throat> things have never been the same. And uh, so, so God said it's not good that man should be alone. So he made him a helpmeet for him. And uh, so man had company, and uh, man had someone to commune with. Man had someone to listen at talk. <laughs> See, you are not listening. <laughs> man had someone to, to spend time with. He had nowhere to go. He could not blame it on work because there was no work. He could not blame it on the coffee shop because there was no coffee shop. So poor old Adam had nowhere to go. So he just listened at Eve talk. He listened way too much. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so God put someone to... See, my wife has been talking too long this morning. She comes dragging in late for church. Lord, help her. <clears throat> but man had someone to visit with. And then the Scripture said, So much the more as you see that day approach, approaching, Christians should exhort one another to faithfulness more and more as the day of Christ draws near. The writer said that as the day of the coming of the Lord draws closer, that we should exhort one another to faithfulness, even more so. How much more today than in the time that the book of Hebrews was written, that we should be even more faithful? I know, I know times are difficult. I know people get tired and people get weary. But the Scripture says don't ever get to the place where we are forsaking ourselves. Amen. Forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. I, I look in the church world today and uh, people are not adding to services, but they are taking away services. Amen. Uh, I, I don't see that we need less church today than what we needed 50 years ago. 
We've got it cut down to three times a week. My Lord, if we cut anything else off, there's not going to be anything left. But we are fighting more demons from hell. So we definitely need more strength from heaven. And I have found that we gather strength from the house of God. Amen. It's not in activities. Although those are great, it's not in fellowship, food, fun, and fellowship, although those are great and have their place. But where we get strength from the journey is in the house of God. Amen. It's coming to church. It's coming to the house of God. It's worshiping God. It's praising God. It's magnifying God. It's about lifting Him up because He is worthy. And that is where we draw help from. Amen. Amen. I want to preach to you from this subject today. I went to church. I went to church. Jacob was running from his brother. The anger of his brother. He had to leave his mother and his father, and he was fleeing for his life. He was going to kinsmen in another place. And while on his journey fleeing from his brother, in Genesis chapter 28, it become nighttime, and he was trying to find a place to rest. And he found a place called Luz to rest. In the 28th chapter, we find a very, very familiar story that we have told, that we have talked about, that there's been pictures drawn of this story of a ladder that was ascending into heaven. And on that ladder, there was angels ascending and descending. And he was having a dream, a vision, as he laid his head upon a rock, and he slept at this place. Verse number 16 through 19 says, And Jacob awake out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and he took a stone that he had put for his pillow and he set up for a pillar and poured all upon the top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. Amen. But the name of the city was called Luz at first. Amen. Bethel, the Hebrew word for Bethel just simply means the house of God. Our house of God. It is about 20 miles south of Shechem and 12 miles north of Jerusalem. Amen. Jacob put a marker and he made a promise to God. And he said, God, if you will keep me in the way that I go, in the path that I take, 
that you would allow me. I cannot stay here right now. But if you would allow me to come back to this place. Allow me one day to come back and visit this house of God again. We find that Jacob left the presence of the Lord. He stayed away, but he made his promise good some 30 years later. And he made his way back to Bethel. Amen. And things began to change in his life. When he was in trouble, when he was running from his brother, he realized that he needed to get back to Bethel. Amen. We realize that he was having trouble and difficulty that would drive him back to the house of God. Amen. There is no place in this world that will ever take the place of the house of God. Amen. There is nothing that you will ever feel the void of missing the house of God within your life. There is nothing that will fill that void. Amen. But God has placed a hunger in every man's life, in every man's soul, in every man's heart, in the very being of man, that there is a desire to be in the place where God is. Amen. I want to tell you that when I am hurting, I know that there is a place of safety. When I am in trouble, I know there's a place to come and I can find help. When I am tired, I realize that there is a place that I can come and this is the rest that would cause the weary to rest. It is Bethel, amen, which is meaning the house of God. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 73 tells us Asaph was writing and he says, Truly, God is good to Israel. Amen. He starts out by being very positive in the fact that God is good to Israel. And then he starts off on a tear of not understanding why some things are taking place and some things are playing out like they are. Even to such as are of a clean heart. There is no doubt, verse number 1, Amen, tells us his faith and his confidence in the God of Israel. He said, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, and my steps how well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not troubled as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compassed them about as a chain. Violence covered them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish for. They are corrupt 
and speak wickedly concerning oppression they speak lofty they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth therefore his people return hither and waters of full cup are wrung out to them and they say how did God know and the end is their knowledge in the Most High. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. Amen. The writer Asaph was saying that when I look at the prosperity of the wicked, some things just don't make sense in life. Amen. When we look at the world today, some things we may not ever understand and we may not ever know why does it seem that someone who loves God and is faithful to God faces difficulty and faces heartache and faces shipwreck. Amen. Why did God allow the Apostle Paul to be kept out in the stormy weather? Amen. The Scripture said that he did not see the sun and he did not see the moon and he did not see the stars. Amen. Some things don't make sense in life. Amen. The writer was saying, My feet almost slipped. I staggered under the fact of the prosperity of the wicked. Amen. Some of the greatest saints in the world that loves God with their whole heart facing sickness. Some of you today in this house is going through terrible sickness and sometimes it just does not seem fair amen some of you are broke today and others are doing well amen somebody in the world doing well and we're struggling it doesn't make sense amen if we're not very careful we will stagger at the prosperity of the wicked if we're not very careful we will not understand how it looks like the blessings of God are upon the rebellious amen and the reproach of God is upon the righteous I come to tell you that is not so today that is not true today that is not fact today. Amen. But don't be staggering at the prosperity of the wicked. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 73 tells us a story of life. The scripture said that it rains upon the just and the unjust alike. Amen. The bad people's going to have good days. The good days are going to have, or the good people are going to have bad days. Amen. Bad things happen to good people. Can I tell you, because you love God, and you serve God, and you are faithful to God, that you will never have a bad day? 
know you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have some down times. There's going to be times that you may not able, be able to pay your bills. There's going to be times where you're not going to feel good. There's going to be times that you will spend possibly in the hospital. Amen. Living for God does not mean that you will be blessed with perfect health. And the writer was staggering at the health and the prosperity of the wicked. Amen. Some things in life does not make sense. Amen. I believe it was verbal being at a very young age. One of the greatest men of God of that generation was killed in a car accident. Amen. I'm not mistaken, but maybe a drunk driver. A drunk driver killed one of the greatest men of God of that day in that era. Life don't make sense. Trying to figure out God. You cannot do it. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. Amen. I, I, I remember a few years ago, a preacher 33 years old was there with my daddy. He had went home and he had preached a message. He said the title of his message was Prepare to Meet Thy God. He talked to a young man after that service. And he said, I don't know, but I just feel like God is talking to you or me one. That one of us is just about to leave this life. This young man was not living for God. He was always in and out, on fire today, cold tomorrow. This preacher leaves that church. I believe that was on a Sunday night and Friday of that Next week, he was killed there. A tree fell on him, and he died. The young man that he was talking to got under conviction for a little while, but today has never submitted and totally consecrated his life to God. Amen. does not even go to church today. Some things in life don't make sense. Some things in life we cannot figure out. Just a few weeks ago, a dear preacher friend of ours, amen, has been here to preach before. Forty-nine years old, was deer hunting, climbed up in a tree and fell out, and his life was taken from him. A wife, a son, a new grandchild, a church to pastor. Some things don't make sense. Some things we cannot understand. People climb up in trees every day. People do dangerous things every day. Amen. But life is just life. It doesn't matter if you're living for God or not living for God. But life is just life. Amen. The writer was saying, God, there's some things about this thing called life that I do not understand. Hallelujah. My feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish. Amen. 
when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble, neither are they plagued like other men. I know God is good to Israel, but God, there's just some things I can't figure out. God, why is my marriage falling apart? God, why did I lose my job? God, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? When I look at the ones that's not serving you and they're blessed on every hand. And they have one and have need of nothing. But here I am, I pay my tithe. I give them the offering. Amen, I come to church, but I do not understand. Anybody ever felt like that? I know you don't want to admit it, but we've all felt like that a few times in our life. Amen, our feet was just about to slip. Amen. But the writer said, I went to church. Mm. But I went to church. 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 When I didn't feel like it. When I was down and out. Oh, praise God. When I was depressed. When I thought my world was crumbling in around me. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against a generation of my thy children. I, when I thought to know this, oh, it was too painful for me until I went to the sanctuary of God. When I went to church, amen, things begin to change in my life. Amen, it's no mystery that when you're struggling, the first thing the devil says to you, now be honest with me today, amen, be honest before God, there's no need to go to church, whatever you do, don't go back to the church, the devil will have people to offend you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, some things don't make sense. Amen, somebody can go out to a bar on Friday night and somebody can run off with their wife and they'll get drunk and they'll fight like cats and dogs. And lo and behold, Saturday night they're back in the same place again and saying, boy, didn't we have a time last night. That bar's hopping out there. Man, I got a black eye, I got a bruised head, I've had a concussion, I don't have a wife no more because my friend ran off with her, but I'm going back to that place. Amen. But you let somebody come in and look at you a little wrong in church, and the first thing you want to do, I, ain't, I can't go back there, ain't no way. No, no, they don't like me. They said something about me. They they didn't like my kids. They got on to my kids. They, they, they didn't appreciate the fact that I... I was there. Amen. The devil would do anything to keep you out of church. The devil would do anything to get 
you to stay home. Amen. But the writer said, when I went to church, when I went to the house of God, amen, when I made my way to church, hallelujah, 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 I was in trouble. I was staggering. I was punch drunk. Amen. The devil had me backed up against the ropes. The devil had me pushed up in the corner. The devil had me where I didn't feel like living for God anymore. Amen. But some way I made my way back to church. I got up on Sunday morning anyway. Amen. Some of you may not understand what's going on in your life today. Amen. You may not understand why you're fighting the battle that you're fighting. But God, thank you today that I'm in the house of the Lord. That I've got a chance to come to church. Hallelujah. Give God some praise this morning. Amen. Give God some praise this morning. Give God some praise this morning. Thank you for the church. Hallelujah. 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 I was in trouble until I went to the house of the Lord. Amen. What did he find out when he went to the house of the Lord? He understood the end from the beginning. He understood the end from what looked like blessings. Amen. He understood where he was going and where they were going. Amen. He understood what God was doing and what the devil was doing. Amen. He understood that I have been blessed by an almighty God. Amen. I may not have a pocket full of money. I may not have the best car that money can buy. I may not live in the best house that the Sealsby folks have. But thank God I'm in the best house today. Amen. Thank God I know the end from the beginning. Thank God I got an understanding of the end of them who do not serve God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. They said at Brother Bourne's funeral the other day, 49 years old, fell out of a deer stand and lost his life. Brother Robinson said when he got there to him, he was talking to him and trying to help him. He said, oh, I said, I'm going to be okay. He said, because I've got the Holy Ghost. I understood the end from the beginning. I understand that there's more than just this present life. I understand that there's more than what just meets the eye. But there's something that's on the inside. Amen. I want to tell you, you're going to find strength and help and hope in the house of God that you're not going to find anywhere else in this world today. No social can ever take the place of it. No activity can ever take the place of it. Amen. The writer said, I was almost gone. I was just about to backslide I was just about to give in I was just about to quit but I got to the house of God 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. If they get ready to sing, I'm almost done. Another 30 minutes, I'll be out of here. Amen. Matthew chapter 16 tells us that Jesus was with his disciples. And he began to ask his disciples, Whom do men say that I am? And they began to tell him, Some thinks you're John the Baptist, risen from the dead. Some thinks you're Elias. Some thinks you're this. Some thinks you're one of the other Old Testament prophets. And Jesus began to listen at all that people thought about him. And then he looked at his twelve close-knit group and he said whom do ye say that I am amen and they began to look at each other and wonder well who is what are you thinking and Peter always being kind of loud mouth and not ashamed of what he believed he said thou art the Christ the son of the living God amen and then Jesus said blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee but my Father, which is in heaven, He said, upon this rock, upon this rock, Amen, upon the rock of the mighty God in Christ, I will build my church. I'm going to build a church that the gates of hell is not going to prevail against. I'm going to build a church that is an anchor in a terrible world. Hallelujah to God. I'm going to build a church that's going to stand the test of time. Hallelujah. Upon this rock. Amen. You're built and you're founded upon a firm rock. It's not Peter that the church is built upon. Because if it was... Peter, the devil would prevail against it. It's not any of the other apostles or even the great apostle Paul. Amen. But Jesus said upon this rock. Amen. Upon the rock. Christ Jesus, I'm going to build a church that the gates of hell is not going to prevail. I want to tell you today, some of you might think that the gates of hell is coming against you, but I come to promise you today, I come to tell you again today, that the gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. Somebody ought to give him praise today. Somebody ought to worship God today. Somebody ought to magnify God today. I made it to church. I made it to church. Devil, you've been after me, but I went to church anyway. Oh, somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to lift him up right now. Hallelujah. 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 Devil, you've been a coming against me all week long. Woo. You've been warring against me all week long. You said I wasn't going to make it. You said I was going to die. You said it was over. 
You said I was finished. You said I was about to backslide. You said I was about to quit. You said I wouldn't be here Sunday morning. But devil, I'm in the house of God. I made it to the house of God. And tell you right now, devil, since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and shout. I'm going to go ahead and leap for joy. I'm going to go ahead and magnify God. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to magnify him today. The gates of hell. The gates of hell is never, ever, ever, never, ever going to prevail against the church of the living God. The writer said, I was almost done in. But I went to church. And when I went to church, I walked in to the presence of the Lord. And something began to happen. Something began to take place. Something began to churn on the inside of me. Something began to move on the inside of me. Something, have you ever been there? Amen, when you was down and out, when you was depressed, when you had a, I know ain't nobody in here ever had a bad week. Amen, but you had a bad week and you just drug into the house of God and you just sit there and said, God, I'm here. And all of a sudden there's a familiar song. All of a sudden there's a familiar spirit that begins to turn on the inside of you. I think I'm going to make it now. I think I'm going to have victory now. I think I'm going to feel the Holy Ghost now. Why? Because I went to church. Why? Because I got to the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I wonder if anybody knows what I'm talking about today. I wonder if anybody knows what the writer in Psalms was talking about. When I looked at my neighbor, their house is bigger than my house. When I looked at my neighbor, they had a car that runs and mine won't hardly start. When I looked at my neighbor, they had a good job and here I am. Just barely getting by from week to week. Life don't make sense until you go to church. Their kids are doing good and mine's going crazy. Life don't make sense until you go to church. And then when you go to church, oh, I feel so good when I'm in the house of the Lord. I feel so good when I'm in the presence of the Lord. God just has a way of bringing everything back into perspective in our life, in God's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is in this place today. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is in this place today. Why don't you lift your hands? Lift your voice to heaven right now. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Work right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Don't ever let the devil keep you out of church. Don't ever let the devil stop you from coming to church. Don't ever let the devil keep you home. Amen. But when the church house doors are open, I'm going to get my strength. I'm going to get my help. I'm going to get my hope. I'm going to get my joy in the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 As we pray together right now, I know there's those of you that are struggling. I know there are those in this house today that do not understand why. Why? And we've asked God why. I know we're not supposed to question God, but we are human. And sometimes we question God. Amen. But God has allowed you to be in His house today to get in the church where I can find direction. Amen. It's like the little boy said, said, and he was lost. Brother Cooper's told this a bunch of times, but he was lost. And he said, he found the authorities and they asked him, said, where do you live? He said, well... He said, I don't know how to tell you to get there. He said, but right down from my house, there's a big church that's got a big old cross on top of it. And if you can get me to the church, I can find my way home. I want to tell you, no matter what you're going through right now, you're in the place to find direction today. You're in the place to find help today. You're in the place to find deliverance today. You're in the place that the writer said, when I went to the house of God, then I understood all things work together for the good of them who are the called according to His purpose. As they play and sing right now, I wish you'd lift your hands and your voice to God and ask God for His help. And for His direction. If you're hurting today. If you're sick in your body today. If you're sick in your spirit today. If you've been away from God. I want to tell you you're in the right place to find the right kind of help. That you need to have the right life. Reach out to Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's a strong tower. Hallelujah. Why don't somebody give him some praise for being able to be in his house? Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, somebody bless his name today. 
some praise today. Hallelujah. Somebody give him some praise today. Somebody magnify him right now. Thank you for letting me go to church, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the church. Thank you for a place to come of safety, of help, and of hope, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I want us all to pray right now that God would give us a greater love for His house. A greater desire to be in His house where no excuses would keep us out of His house. Can you pray right now? The devil wants to keep you out of the house of God. The devil wants to destroy your faithfulness to God because he knows that's where you're going to get strength. That's where you're going to get help. Let's pray together right now. God, I pray faithfulness over this congregation. I pray an old-timey Holy Ghost faithfulness, God. That we have a hunger and we have a desire to be in your house like never before, God. Come on, pray. Pray with your heart right now. Is that your desire? Is that your desire today? God's house is important. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Amen. So good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Lord bless you for coming to church. Amen. Let's remember the announcements. Remember tonight, a special night for our children. Be here faithful. Amen. We're going to have a great time of fun and fellowship and all of those wonderful things. Lord bless you. Invite someone to come with you tonight. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.